Welcome back to Sermon Notes. Michael here. I've got Garland alongside. Welcome, Garland. What's up, everyone? We're still in First Peter. It's been incredible so far. What we've read, what we've talked about, this letter is so loaded with truth. And so here we are in week three. Uh, Garland, you want to just give us a quick recap of the first couple of teachings and kind of set the stage for what we're going to look at this week? Yeah, if you're looking at the um, the entirety of First Peter kind of as a flow, what's he doing? Um, we, we should have said this in our intro. Um, he gives you chapter 1, 1 to 2 is sort of um, the greeting, the introduction of the letter. Then he does what a lot of ancient letters do. You would oftentimes give some kind of a acknowledgement of the deity or the gods of some kind. He does this in a dramatic way here. Um, it's what you got to teach last week. He'll spend uh, really verses 3 all the way down to 12 in an extended doxology mode. You know, it obviously kind of spills the banks of a traditional doxology. Often those are really short. Then we might say really the, the, the nuts and bolts of the body kind of begin in verse 13. Obviously it's hard to be, you know, precise with all these things. And this, it starts one lengthy section, um, that begins, uh, in chapter one thirteen. that goes all the way down to chapter two, verse 10. And if you are uh, a leader, uh, or if you're just leading community group or just studying this personally, you'll notice in verse Two, chapter two, verse 11. Um, he says, dear friends, I urge you. That is Peter's structural marker. He'll do the same thing in chapter four, verse 12. So that's his uh, transition. There's also a grammatical feature he uses here, but that we don't have to wade into that here. Um, and almost all scholars note that that becomes his sort of point one, point two, point three, a Roman numeral one, Roman numeral two, numeral, Roman numeral three kind of thing. And so uh, chapter 113, all the way down to 210, form one unit. And that's what we get to study here. We've looked at the intro, your elect exiles. Here's the community he's writing to. Then last week, you got to walk us through this um, amazing um, Trinitarian salvation history story that he's all ascribing and saying, my response is blessed be the God and Father. And that sets the stage where we're going this week. Yeah. So then we look at verse 13 and the first word in the ESV is therefore. Mm -hmm. So in view of everything mm -hmm. that's come so mm -hmm. far, prepare your minds for action set your hope on the grace. And then he starts talking about holiness, obedience. Mm -hmm. um, where's he going? Where's he taking us? Yeah. And I don't know, this wasn't planned at all, but it just struck me um, as a teacher here, as a congregant here. I mean, I grew up here uh, is totally off script. Even this little two minutes we've just done, just talking about this letter. I am so just right now thankful that we're a Bible church, like that we are taking seriously the Bible and to however many sermon notes listeners are out here, uh, these things matter, like structural things and therefores and intros. And it, it, it all matters because what we're trying desperately to do here is we want to let the Bible, the word of God in its context, we want it to drive what we do. We want it to speak into us uh, and speak to our context now. And that is hard work. But it, like even as we were doing that, I was like, yeah, the, the therefore is, a, of course, like, yes, this all matters. <laughs> and so, um, okay, well, yes, where we're going. Sorry, I just, I had to get that off my, my, that was my a head little there. Public yeah, service little, little, yeah, just, I, I just, I was appreciating it, I guess, in the moment that we actually care about such things and we should. Yeah. yeah. And we want our small groups to care about such things uh, and our people in our body to learn how to read our Bibles together. But uh, what you're going to notice is we're going to move into 
into, there's not a single command or imperative in those first 12 verses. And we're going to get several commands in what follows, like just my section. So chapter 113 down to 25 is going to be four commands. And I'll give you the, the sense of them. Um, set your hope, um, be holy, um, let your behavior, it's getting translated different ways, and then uh, love each other. And so these are going to be our, um, you know, in Greek, these are the commands or the imperatives. And it's it's concerning the behavior. And so Paul's going to speak a lot in this section and in the letter that follows. If you're an elect exile, what does that look like? How now should we live? And um, we've talked a lot so far in our series. If you find yourself in foreign territory as a resident alien or an expat, you start to have to ask those kinds of questions. What do I keep from my culture? What can I adopt? How do I get along? And Peter's really instructive to let them know, um, here's what your behavior should look like. So I'm going to center this Sunday a lot on this concept of, in it, we actually have it three times in my past. It's going to show up again in several other chapters in Peter. The Greek word is anastrophe. It's the word for, it literally means turn I sound silly saying this. It means turned up. Uh, so to turn upwards, to live your life in view of a higher set of principles that govern your behavior. So it's not just behavior. It's more than that. We might call it a way of life. Kind of lift your eyes. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we, it, we we might all just, in modern language, we'd say something like, um, your vision for life then determines how you live. So I'm going to use a lot of that language on Sunday. Um, he is concerned with holiness. And again, on Sunday, uh, I'll give my favorite illustration for that. Um, and so if you're here on Sunday and you're going to lead in your small group later, uh, just kind of take notes for that. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of, uh, the passage obviously will be, um, we'll be walking through on Sunday, but what I'm personally, uh, pained by, like literally upset. I walked into the office actually yesterday, and this is the point of sermon notes. You get some of these little, just how we have to work all this down to a 30 minute sermon. I walked in yesterday. Was that like yesterday afternoon? Yep. Michael was sitting at, at his desk and I just said, I just had to cut an amazing point because I don't have time and I'm upset about it. Uh, yeah. and it was the right decision. Uh, but, uh, what we had, that's the point of sermon notes. And so, um, yeah, I had to cut something yesterday that was, I thought really, really cool. It is um, really cool. And I'm excited for you to share it with our listeners because uh, I saw your slide that had to get 86th and it's, it's good. <laughs> like restaurant terminology. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you'll notice in the passage, and, and Mickey might point uh, point some of this stuff out in his sermon uh, on the, the subsequent passage, chapter 2, 1 to 10. Um, but if you'll notice in our passage, um, what P what Peter begins to do, and notice what happens at the end of this doxology, so chapter 1, verses 10 to 12, uh, last week we we taught you taught that, we saw it in the passage, that he begins to open up this idea that what's going on now in Jesus has been this story that's always been in play that the prophets were, were longing to see and the angels want to see this big grand story. And he then, he then turns to explain everything that's going to follow is actually going to come as a part of that story. And many of these things, they get obscured both in translation and they get obscured a little bit by just, we're not very good Old Testament readers. So uh, if you'll notice, I'm just going to point them out in my passage, and I'll leave some of this for, for next week. Um, in chapter 13, it's, uh, how is it being translated in, in your Bible, uh, this uh, idea of alertness? What's it translating it there? Uh, Sober-minded. Okay, what about right before that? How does it read? Just read Therefore, verse 13. preparing your minds for Preparing action. your minds, okay. So the, 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 the Greek there is literally... Um, 
the modern parlance would be like, uh, roll up your sleeves. It's literally an idiom, a Hebrew idiom that is um, binding up your loins. And it has its roots in Exodus 12. Uh, hey, people in slavery, Israelites in slavery in Egypt, gird your loins, be ready, because you're getting set out of here today. So right away, there's an Old Testament reference. We have another one in Leviticus um, down there in verse 16, and it's a direct quotation here. Be holy because I am holy, for as it is written. In verse 18 and 19, we have reference to the precious blood of a lamb without spot or blemish. Then he gets another direct quote in chapter uh, 1, verse 24, um, as he quotes directly from Isaiah 40, verse 6. And then it's going to really get wild in chapter 2, 1 to 10. Um, and so I'll leave some of that for Mickey, but it's got, I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 references, and many of them are like massive references. So he opens up this idea. The prophets wanted to see this. This is what the whole story has been about. Even angels long to look. And as he begins to unpack that for us, notice verse 25, 125. He goes to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 6, the idea of Yahweh coming back, this grand story of him coming to rescue, and he says, and this is the word, oh, by the way, the word, the gospel that was preached to you. And I think what Peter wants to do here, he started this section in verse 13, sets your hope. I think what he wants his reader to see is you're a part of a massive, awesome incredible story that even the angels long to see. And so as you're going about potentially the pain and the difficulty and the drudgery of being an elect exile, it seems hard. He goes, don't you see the story you're a part of? And as I was processing through, like, why would Peter go about it this way? Before he gives some of the moral stuff that he's going to kind of instruct in, in the pages that follow, we're going to get into that, and it's going to be convicting for all of us, I think. Before he goes and takes us there, and we need to, we need to get some of that pragmatic stuff. It's almost like he wants to start by saying, make sure you know where you're sitting, what time it is. Don't you see the story you're involved in? And as I reflect on my own life and thinking about that, like so often that's what's missing. My eyes are down. I'm missing that I'm a part of something bigger. And I think Peter starts us there for a reason. And so as you're working through this in your own personal study, just begin to note with Peter, he's basically going to give us a long, long, long exposition through this thing or interaction with the Psalms and with Isaiah. He loves the Psalms and Isaiah. So pay attention to those references as you go. They're not just haphazard. Uh, and all of that, all of that had to be sliced and diced from the sermon. Um, I think it matters. I think it's helpful. But That's why we need a podcast. It would have been 45-minute sermon, and Burton would have been mad uh, at me, yeah. and you all would have been mad. Cutting and, songs. Uh, yeah, yeah, we would have seen an exodus from fellowship, not just from Egypt uh, in the ancient uh, Old Testament world. <laughs> but you, oh, Sermon Notes listeners. You are the chosen You few. have the knowledge. Yes, the secret knowledge you now have access to. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of things in this passage that can trip you up. And so grammatically, it's it's a bit of a mess. Uh, it, grammatically, it's a lot to try to wrap your minds around. And so um, what you'll notice a, a, a regular flavor of Peter and first Peter especially is he'll introduce something. He'll say something like, you know, um, you know, as children, then do this. And then he'll go on a long explanation. And what we call that oftentimes in the support, in the, uh, in the teaching world, like a, either a sermons or even like at a school, like teaching in a school would be a lot of that. He gives a lot of support material 
for commands. And so in this passage, we got a lot of support material about Jesus and how he set us free. And, uh, but it, it can almost get you tripped up in the weeds. Uh, what he's really concerned about is behavior. He's really concerned about lifestyle. And notice the way he wants to infuse right lifestyle in us is not by guilt, not by bashing our heads in, not by trying to make us feel bad, because um, most of those are short-term motivators. What he wants to do is say, don't you know that all the perishable things you've been chasing didn't work and there's something better? something imperishable. Don't you know the story you're in? Because he knows that's the kind of motivation that lasts. Uh, it's really good, uh, practical, pastoral care here. Uh, but it has a bite. He wants your life to be different. And that's my big hope for this week is that uh, we would leave uh, wanting to make some changes, myself included. Um, even just our first few weeks of working on First Peter, I can already feel him pressing and pulling on me. And I don't want to admit that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, but the Bible should always do that mm-hmm. to all of us. Mm-hmm. All of us, I was saying this to some guys just the other day, that when we're reading our Bible, we should always feel something that says, I'm not doing that, and it says I should, or I am doing that, and it says I shouldn't, or maybe on a deeper level, um, man, I've been doing this for the wrong reasons. My motives aren't good. Uh, maybe the behavior is good, but what's motivating it's not good. Uh, but yeah, the Bible... It's always doing surgery on all of us. Well, Garland, thanks for sharing that. I'm excited to hear the sermon, and I'm excited to spend a little time looking into what you shared about those Old Testament references. Um, some of them are noted in the text here, and some of them take a little bit more effort to get to. Uh, but yeah, we'll look forward to the teaching, and we'll be into chapter two next week, and we'll see you then on Sermon Notes.